Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello and welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, everybody. Happy almost new year. You're going to be getting this on January 1st. So happy new year, everybody. Oh my goodness. 2024. We are obviously recording this early. We are not sitting here on New Year's Day recording this episode, but we did prepare it for you so you would be set to kick off 2024 in total aligned fashion and you could understand what is coming. So I'm not here alone. I am joined once again by the lovely and talented Christina Luna. Christina is an astrological mentor. And if you haven't listened to, we did two episodes together back in November. We did an episode for the December transits. And then we also did an episode just on highlighting human design and astrology together. I wanted to bring an astrologer onto this show for these transit episodes. Since we're giving you kind of a forecast of the cosmic weather that you can be expecting in the month ahead, I really felt like astrology needed to be part of this conversation because I'll be talking about the gates and what we're seeing thematically from a human design perspective of what you might be experiencing. And then Christina is adding the astrology aspect, which is really showing us as the planets move and as these different cosmic elements are coming together, what energy are we going to be experiencing? So it's the same information we're just giving it to you from two different perspectives. And I think it really fills out the forecast for the month. So Christina, welcome back. So happy to have you here. I am so happy to be back. The new year is very, very exciting. Happy new year for everyone that's listening to this on the 1st of January. I already feel, even though we're recording this, I already feel like we're there. I'm already feeling all the energy of this month and I feel so happy that we're talking about it. Same. Me too. I I do feel like let's just get it on with already. I I don't know why, but I'm feeling like December is sort of a formality. Can we just kick off 2024 already? I'm really excited. Just so you guys know, if you want to DM me transits on Instagram, I'm at Nicole Official. We'll send you the calendar so you can follow along with us or you can download that and follow along after so you can keep track of all of this and make your own little notes in there. We have that for you. It's just a giveaway. But I'm curious, Christine, I know we talked for just a minute before we started recording. I shared with you that I looked at the gates coming for this month for January and I was like, oh, there's a clear theme here. This month is about pressure. <laughs> so for human design, there's two pressure centers in the body graph, the head center, the the crown, and then the root center. And all of the gates, we have six gates that we're transiting over the month. And five of them are in the root, which is all about adrenalized pressure to survive, to create something new in hopes of and in pursuit of survival. And then the head center, which is about the mental pressure to figure things out. We have one of those gates in there. So sh- share what you're seeing from just like a broader thematic for the month. I definitely concur that the month starts out in the physical form with the physical earth element, which a lot of times is associated with that base level. And I see a steady progression of that pressure building to about the middle of the month and then this pop into transformational change because of the pressure. And then that pressure moves really from a physical pressure into more of a mental collaborative 
pressure that we share in conversations with others. Yeah, I, I feel all of that. When you were talking about the middle of the month, what, what were the dates yep. that you were calling out? And we'll break it down week by week. But where did you see yeah, those? We're going to the week from the 14th to the 20th. That's going to be this week of contraction where the pressures are the greatest. And depending on each person's tolerance for pressure, that pressure may break around the 18th as early as the 18th. And it will get even stronger for those who have a higher tolerance to the 20th. No matter mm -hmm. what your tolerance level is, it's shifting on the 20th. So for some of us who are more proactive about allowing that pressure to shift us and to create transformation, that transformation could begin as early as the 18th. But I see the whole 18, 19, and 20th as being very dynamic for everyone, for the collective. Yeah, I see the same thing. We hit a, a gate called the gate of limitation at the 18th in human design. So I, I see that being very much in line with what you're seeing coming fr from your perspective. Let's back up. Let's start off with where everybody is right now at the start of the month. We're all coming off with big dreams, New Year's resolutions, all the intentions that we're setting for this new year. And I think there is an energy to the beginning of the month where things feel possible. Fresh start. I think that just as people, we come into a new year with just like, I'm going to kill it. Here's all the things that I'm going to achieve. And when I saw what the first gate is of this month, which it is always, the human design works on a calendar. And it's gate 38, which is the gate of the fighter. Again, it comes from the root center. So we're starting with that adrenalized pressure. And it is about tenacity. It is about fighting for and standing up for what you believe in. So it is interesting to look at this. It's about standing in your own integrity and having the energy to go after what it is that you believe in, what you are fighting for, creative endeavors. It's, a, it's an individual energy, meaning you're going after what you want and what you feel deserves to be brought into the world. I think it's interesting to start off the year from that perspective of saying, this is what I want to create and I'm willing to fight for it. And that can feel really heightened for the first to the fifth of the month. So I'm curious, what do you see from your perspective for that first week? It's going to sound like I'm repeating almost everything you just said. So <laughs> when we start the year, especially on the first of the year, actually, the planet Mercury is moving direct, which means we have some ideas that we want to move forward with. We've been incubating them for the past three weeks. We're ready to move forward with them. And they're clear and they're passionate. And we know what we stand for. And we also, just the day before on the 31st, the planet Jupiter was sitting in a space that was helping to expand our awareness of our needs. Jupiter is now also moving forward. So we know that we want to move forward with the tangible resources that we need in order to feel stable and to thrive. And in addition to both of those energies being ready to move forward, we've got this squaring energy between our desires and what is actually tangibly in form. And so we're feeling a bit of a mm -hmm. gap on the first where we know what we want to produce and what we want to create and give structure to, and we know where our desires are. And so there's just a matter of addressing that gap and understanding that in order to bridge this gap, there's going to be a little bit of work that we're going to have to apply to this. And that work is perfectly supported by our last quarter moon that's happening on the third, which is a Wednesday. That quarter is going to say, who do you want on your team to help you bridge this gap? 
you probably won't be doing this alone. So who would you like to enroll in this process that you're trying to execute now in this new year? And as soon as we identify what those team members are, we have Mars, which is our behavior and our action, moving into the sign of Capricorn. And when Mars moves into Capricorn, we get the sensation of motivation to actually take practical action toward a goal, toward a legacy, toward Mm. something that we want to build for the long run. And that leads us to the fifth. And I know that will start a new gate, but ultimately we meet our first conflict along the way on the sixth. So I'm really curious to find out what the next gate is because that's when we face some kind of conflict between what we know we want to build and what we believe we're capable of building. Yeah. On the sixth, we transition into gate 54, which is the gate of ambition. And again, pressure to succeed. And what that can be is it can be fuel to fuel exactly what is correct for you. And it can give you that drive underneath it. The other thing is that ambition can overrule and have you make some not so great decisions and put your energy where it doesn't belong or overextend yourself and feel like, will I ever be successful? Will I ever get there? And so everything is on that spectrum. So you might experience the high expression of it, or you might be in that, will it happen for me? And feeling the negative side of pressure, which is the stress. That actually is a really beautiful insight to take into this week, because if we believe that we're meant to do it all by ourselves with our ambition alone, within a vacuum and not with a team, then we will probably not recognize some of the support that's really available to us. And from the 7th to the 13th, we're in this week where we are meant to understand what our strength is and what our ambitious idea is and how that will fit into the plans of others. This is a week where we're meant to collaborate with other people who have ambitions and to find how our ambitions can actually work together. And some of the conflicts here are that it's possible that my ideal, passionate idea doesn't match your ideal, passionate idea. And so we could have jockeying leaders, jockeying bosses this week. But the solution for all of this is to understand what the bigger picture is. Ultimately, what is the entire team trying to create in a grounded, sustainable long-term perspective. The keys here are going to be taking a look at that bigger picture and understanding that we are one important ingredient in that bigger picture and honoring how important we are and honoring how important others are in the bigger picture. So on the ninth, we find that beautiful bigger picture energy. And then we get to the 10th where with the sun square, the north node, we're understanding that Working together toward a cause is actually also the edge of evolution for us. So not only do we Mm. see that we need to have a team, not only do we see that we need to honor the team's ambitions and ideas, but in order for us to evolve, we need to bring ourselves into this team to build something together. And there's literally dynamic energy happening every single day this week. The 11th gives a lot of healing and catharsis where we understand that when we meet other people's needs, our needs are also met. The 12th brings about a lot of teamwork and partnership, bringing our energies together to build something 
as a team. And then we also understand how to communicate in a very team-like way beginning on the 13th. So I feel that there is this little ambitious conflict, but the evolution would be to surrender to the dynamics of the team and understand that is essentially the gate that opens us up to building anything near what will bridge the gap for us. I love that you brought up the team aspect because there's different type of circuitry. So every gate is either aligned with something that's very individual in nature, very tribal in nature, meaning for the community and the people who are close to you or connected to you directly, network more. And then there's collective, which is the the greater collective. Gate 54 is part of the tribal circuit. So when you talk about teamwork, when you talk about for the good of, when you talk about that bigger picture and being one piece of that bigger picture, that fits very well with that theme, that sometimes those themes can tell us a little bit more about what the energy is. It's the ambition for us all to do something better, for us all to grow. It is about growth overall and succeeding so that we can all thrive and seeing what needs to be preserved. You went into the next week for me, which now we shift from that root center pressure to mental pressure in human design. On the 12th, we cross over into gate 61, which is the gate of mystery. This is individual in nature. So I always think about this as what are the secrets and mysteries of the universe? It's very introspective, but not so much about what's my story. It's pondering the greater questions in life, trying to answer the unanswerable, which They would say this gate can be tied to madness because if you're trying to truly answer the unanswerable, you will probably find yourself giving into that mental pressure and getting thrown by it or getting tossed into it rather than it being something for inspiration or for it opening up to something greater. The the answer isn't the answer itself is I think the lesson with this one. As you're going into these deeper truths, you might find yourself in this place of trying to find answers in this moment, in that third week of the month, the 12th through the 17th. You might find yourself listening to something like this, going into your human design, looking for an answer in your astrology, looking for an answer in something like, there's gotta be something bigger, looking to connect to something bigger. And can you do that in a way that feels fun and interesting and soul opening rather than letting the answer become the answer for everything. How about you? What's happening in your world and and what you see at that time? Yeah, so interesting that you see this as an individual sort of mental pressure. And the way that I see this week, it's actually the last week of Capricorn. It's the four of Earth. And this week is a week that if indeed that mental pressure starts coming in, or if indeed we're seeking some kind of security because of a mystery, because there's some sort of unknown, we could oftentimes go back to the known past or try to hold on to what we previously held as true. And the four of earth definitely shows us conservatively trying to hold on to whatever measure of earth we thought was stable. And this actually increases the pressure. The more we try to hold on to the tangible things that give us confidence or give us security, the more the pressure actually builds. And I love that you were explaining that this is a a week where exploring the recipe, exploring the divine blueprint, instead of 
holding on to what you know to be true, releasing that pressure in your own time, in your own way, because it is giving way to the next energy. And on the 12th and the 13th, the resolution starts to come when the idea becomes surrendered to the group collaboration or to the communication toward the bigger picture. On the 14th, we also have a very harmonious surrendering to our own evolution. And we know on some instinctive, deep, passionate level that that evolution is asking us to let go. And so there will be this energy of contraction and release. And the more that we can be released, the more graceful this week will unfold into the next energy. And we're not going to do it wrong. Even if we stay very contracted and we try to control, that will just build the energy to catapult us into the next space. So no matter how you navigate it, you're not going to do it wrong. It's just a different experience, whether it's through contraction or release. And I think that's the story of pressure, right? It it contracts, it's building, and then it's a release. You might feel overpowered by the pressure, and then you feel like you can finally let it go. And as you were saying that, I was feeling that when I feel pressure, sometimes I don't know that that's what I'm feeling. I feel stuck and feeling like I'm in a pot that's too small, and I don't know what to do. You could feel trapped by it, but then the, the release comes. And that is one of the lessons with head and root center, the two pressure centers in the body graph, is to allow those cycles to happen. If you can allow the pressure to be there and to bring up the things that it's it's making uncomfortable for you and then allow for that pressure to be released in some way. For gate 61, when I say individual, it, it means it's for you. So when we have collective in- energies in the chart, the big lesson with a lot of those is don't turn them on yourself. Don't try to make it about you because it might be for somebody else. A lot of my energy is very collective and tribal, not very individual. A lot of what I learn and do isn't for me. The lessons that I have are for somebody else. I don't even know that until someone comes and asks me or comes into my experience. And I'm like, oh, now I know why that happened. That's why that realization was here. It wasn't for me. And individual energy is for you. It is for you to do something with. It's creative in nature. Usually it wants to be expressed. It wants to be realized in some creative fashion. And that's a wonderful way to channel it. So the 12th to the 17th might also be a time for you to be creative with that space. Play. Anything individual, play with it. Can you play and allow it to not be so results driven? And can you let the work be just creative work? At that point, moving into the 18th through the 22nd. So we've pondered, we've had these deep truths come up. The 18th through the 22nd, we move into gate 60, which you were talking about that pressure building, that slowdown of the month happening around this time. We have the gate of limitation, is what the gate is called. Gate 60 is called the gate of limitation. It's about realism. It's about, it, it's a weird one because it's about, innovation fuels the innovative process. But innovation, you have to accept what is. You have to accept the limitations that exist in order to find your ways around them. In order to find new ways, you have to see what's in the way. You can't just barrel through everything is a lesson with this. And what I see with this energy, when I saw it at the middle of the month, my note here was restless. Gate 60 tends to get restless. It hates the moments in between. But the moments in between are 
where like the notes in between is where the music really is. That's where the genius is in the music. That was something Miles Davis said. And when Ra talked about creative energy, it's the space between where the magic happens, where the song comes out. So can you get comfortable in the notes in between is the lesson. Whenever I see gate 60 in anyone's chart, it's like, can you get comfortable in the moments in between the moments you think should be there or the moments where something is happening? Can you trust that something is happening under the surface, that the pressure is doing something while you're seemingly doing nothing? So I'm curious, I know you touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about what you're seeing in that week? I love the way that you brought in the space between the music. If you took this very literally, we are moving from that conservative four of earth where we're trying to hold on to the security of the past and we're giving way into the five of swords or the five of air, which puts us into a space where a lot of ideas, a lot of words can be shared. And if we can actually slow down and listen to what's happening between the lines, what's happening between the words that are spoken by someone else, if indeed people are in pressure, not everyone knows how to handle that pressure. And so if you hear sharp words or you're feeling like a lot of truth is coming out all at once, it might be important on this week, instead of taking the words at face value, understand that there's something underneath those words that's actually the the more true truth, the one that will actually connect you more deeply to that person and what they're experiencing. And so it's not only a time where we individually could be expressing a lot, but a lot of people in our world might be experiencing pronouncements of expression. Mm. And part of the reason why that is, is on the 19th, there are two energies that are ripening for this big transition that's happening on the 20th. The 19th, which is a Friday, Venus is knowing, Venus is the part of us that knows what is our passionate truth. We've incubated it. We are absolutely confident about what's our guiding principle. And it is in a conflict with something that might be happening in our fate or destiny. So when our truth Our personal truth feels like it's in a conflict with what's happening with the unfoldment of our destiny. This could create a moment where we need to grow our experience to hold both of these realities. So how can I be holding the sacred truth? And how can this faded experience also be a part of my truth? So there's an opportunity for a reframe on the 19th. And the reframe will come from Mercury in a trine to Jupiter. So Mercury will will remind us that there's a bigger legacy that we're here to leave that might not be exactly what we think it is. So Mm. let yourself have a larger perspective on this day and remember that your body knows another truth in addition to the one your heart knows. So it's dynamic. Ultimately, we're going to just be experiencing a somatic building on the 19th that will give way to the 20th. The 20th is when the sun and Pluto both move into Aquarius. And Aquarius is a very weird energy. And it's an energy that is setting the the pace and and the tempo for the next 20 years with Pluto moving through Aquarius for the next 20 years. So this is a entry into this new way of being 
And our consciousness is inviting us to see how we're connected to our community and to see how we're connected to the, the fabric and the tapestry. So getting in a helicopter and seeing the bigger picture is ultimately the resolution of whatever personal conflict or personal pressure we're experiencing. And that is the best way to navigate this pressure that is evolving this week. I think that's a really nice segue into what I like. So we, we come out of all of that. And on the, the 23rd, in human design, we go into gate 41, which is all about hope. So <laughs> it's almost like the segue into, and now what's possible? And now a little hope, a little glimmer of light coming to us on the, the 23rd to the 28th. After all of that, we were getting glimpses of what could be. If you can hold both of these energies, if you can be in both of these places, if you can sit in, in the moments in between, and now what's possible. Gate 41 is interesting because it's like the start of the human design new year, even though we don't go in a calendar year. The 41 is like the first gate. They call it a start codon. So there is significance to this. It's hope. It's possibility. It's what could be. So you might feel that around the 23rd to the 28th, you might feel at least from the human design perspective, that what you desire is possible, even despite whatever restraints, whatever limitations you were picking up on before, that 41 embodies the hope or the potential is to see the hope despite the limitations, despite the restraints, despite the things that are seemingly standing in the way. It is sort of unbridled hope. It isn't pie in the sky necessarily, because again, we're back to that root center, which is fuel. It's fuel for hope. So it's not an awareness center that's working. It is actually a motor and the pressure to fuel the desires that you have, the possibility that you see going forward. So I love that, Gate. I think it's always very interesting. And then we continue that theme. But I'm curious what you see going into that week of the 23rd. So bear with me. There's quite a bit of astrology happening during this week, and it literally sure. kicks off on the 23rd. Venus moves into Capricorn on the 23rd. Now, I want to do kind of a callback to January 4th. On January 4th, Mars moved into Capricorn. And if you remember, when Mars moved into Capricorn, that was us stepping up and committing to bridging the gap. So at the beginning of the month, we saw this gap. And now on the 4th, we are stepping in, committing to that. On the 23rd, we begin to see the results of what Mars has dedicated himself to throughout the last three weeks. So we feel the results. Venus feels that Mars has served her. And I'm not talking about like a literal man or a woman. <laughs> Our behavior that we commit to on the 4th, begins to feel like we received the outcome of what we worked so hard for on the 23rd. So that glimmer of hope you talk about is beginning to really feel embodied on the 23rd. And then this brings in a series of events that start on the 25th with that full moon in Leo. The full moon in Leo is saying, I am an individual with individual gifts, desires, an individual way of seeing the world. And I am so unique and special in my individual way. And I'm such an important piece of the dynamic puzzle 
that this entire reality is displaying and orchestrating. And so I feel like a lot of real personal healing starts on the fifth with that full moon. And we see it even more emphasized by Mars, that soldier that's been working so hard in a square to Chiron, which is this wound that we hold. So I think that moon and that hope gives us the determination to continue with this behavior that served us so far this year. And that behavior is now joined with a consciousness with Mercury. Mars and Mercury come into a conjunction right at this time on the 25th and 26th. And they move together through the 26th to the 28th. So we consciously understand the way that our behavior is working for us and healing our relationship with the love we have for ourselves. And so the 27th and the 28th actually are really jam-packed with transits. We just had the sun and Pluto moving into Aquarius. The full moon is actually just emphasizing our unique role in the collective community. We start to understand with so much more self-love, honoring what our needs are, what our tangible needs are, knowing that our tangible needs are a sustainable part of what we're creating in the future. And so there's a lot of recognition. And if I was going to give a tangible example of how this could go, we've got contraction in the week of the 14th. People start to blurt out their sharp truths around the 20th. We have a lot of cans of worms opened up with all these words and conversations, but we take the the peaceful, compassionate stance to read between the lines of all those words and meet the other where they're at. And that opens up all of this community and intimacy, and it just helps us to really feel connected to our relationships and our communities. So it's a lot, and I think it'll happen organically if we keep a couple of those key pieces in mind. And when was that happening? Did you say it was at the 27th or was it after that? It's it's the 27th and the 28th. The 28th has some trines. Trines are very harmonious. They're when the energies work together. What I love is that these trines are happening after the squares. Squares can bring up conflict, growth, and pressure, whereas trines are the resolution from that growth. And so we have mm. a couple of days of these squaring energies, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. And then the 28th is this beautiful harmonious understanding of why it was all worth it. So if you're feeling that pressure, if you can just remind yourself that ultimately the outcome you're seeking is one of harmony, sustainability, and where all of the needs of the community are met well. If you keep that perspective and know that the resolution will arrive on the 28th, it'll pace you through some of the stronger aspects. I love that because this is what we're doing this for is so, so that you understand if you feel outsized pressure this month, it's normal. Can you ride this? Because pressure can be utilized as well. We can be very productive under pressure as long as we aren't succumbing to it or overpowered by it and taking wrong action. Don't lose your head, but you can use the fuel that's here for you if you remain grounded in what you know and who you are and ultimately what is correct for you. So on the 29th for human design, we go into gate 19, which is traditionally called the gate of wanting. 
It's about needs. It's about relationships, what's needed inside of these relationships that we're in. It's part of the channel of revolution connects to that, where it's the fuel for the revolution. It is the fuel for big change and for new emotional experiences. It's in the root center, which is, again, that adrenalized pressure. But that adrenalized pressure is on the emotional side of the chart. It's not logical. This is about saying this is what the people need and we better get it to them. What I translate that into is it might not be about what you're fighting for for you, but there might be great principles at play here. You you might find that you are tuned into what your clients need, what your community needs, and that the energy is there for you to find something new in it, a new experience that you're ready to take people on. A big idea might drop in right there where something becomes very clear that maybe wasn't at the start of the year. There's so many ways that it can be interpreted. But when I was thinking about it in the context of the entire month, we we do end this month of January just being like, what's really the need of the community right now? What do I really need to deliver on in order for us to have the support and feel emotionally held? It's not ego. It's about true support for the community that you're in. So like when I think about that through my business, what do my people need right now? And do I have the fuel to create it at this very moment? And can I do it where it's it's a new experience that is supportive and nurturing for everybody? I'm recognizing that if I feel pressure at the end of that month, that this might be the wisdom that's there if I'm grounded enough to see it. So I'm I'm curious how we're wrapping up the month from your perspective. It's so interesting that you call this gate 19 because on this day, on the 29th, both Mars and Uranus are at 19 degrees and they're both at 19 degrees Uh in Earth signs. Mars is in Capricorn and Uranus is in Taurus. This is creating another trine. Mars at 19 degrees in Capricorn is looking at the greatest good for the legacy in which we are committed to. And Uranus is looking for that revolution that will help the needs for all involved. And so you brought up the words revolution. You brought up what (laughs) is needed. All of this is in a harmonious aspect. And I'm just going to drop back to the 28th. That's the day where we have those harmonious breakthroughs, where we understand deeply what our needs are. And those needs are reflected in the needs of our relationships and communities. And we have a Mercury understanding of what is the behavior or action that I actually need to take right now. So we get that awareness on the 28th, and then we move it forward on the 29th. And the energy for this week, elementally, is the six of swords or the six of air. This is when we're realizing the solution to move away from the choppy waters of life. We understand how to guide our community or our family or ourselves to smoother, calmer, more harmonious waters. And so it's where a lot of different solutions and clarity about the direction we're going begins to drop in and we begin literally moving in that direction. So it's not contemplative, it's tangible and physical. From the human design perspective, we have that one contemplative moment and then there's other ones that want you to move, but they actually are more contemplative than they seem. And then we're ending with, now it's fuel. Now it really is fuel. And 
maybe you you finally feel ready to move and move intentionally with purpose and with purpose, not just for yourself, but for the greater good of your community, of the people around you, of the people that you are in relationship with to forge a new way ahead. So I'm excited about the start to the year. I feel like a little bit of pressure actually can be very healthy if we're looking at it the right way and using it properly. So I'm excited by this. And I thank you for being here and sharing your perspective and what you're seeing and your beautiful interpretation of the way that you look at this information and everything that we're going to be experiencing. Is there anything that you wanted to leave everybody with? Is there something that you wanted to share with anybody before we left? Yeah, as I look at the month as a whole and based on all of the readings I've been doing for individuals and as an entrepreneur myself, to summarize the month, we start out the month with some big ideas. We discover what needs to be cleared out within the first couple of weeks. We do a surrender process to let go of some old modalities or some old ways that we did things by the third week. And then we adopt a new innovative way around the 20th. That new innovation may put us in a space of dynamic movement, but if we trust that commitment is actually really divinely guided because we listen to shows like this, then we can be with the movement and we can know that we'll get through that dynamic change and find ourselves in smoother water by the end of the month. So if if I was just going to give a one-minute reel on what the month of January was about for entrepreneurs, it would be just know the old way is going away for good and the new way will create some destabilization, but it's going to be okay and you will find your grace in it. I think that was so beautifully said. I'm not even going to throw anything else on there. I think that is the perfect way to close out this episode. Thank you for that and for everything that you've shared here. Remind everybody where they can stay in touch with you, all the things for keeping up with you. Absolutely. On Friday the 5th, I'm offering a two-hour collective overview of the year ahead. If you want to join that, I'll make sure that there's a link so that any listener to this podcast can join that for free. That's my special gift for saying thank you for inviting me into this community. So be looking for that. And I'll also be announcing it on my Instagram, which is at lunation.live. So please follow me at lunation.live and I will be navigating all of this in real time on that channel. Beautiful. And we'll get the link and we will put that in the show notes. So if you are interested in that, you should follow Christina anyway on Instagram because that's just a given. Go follow her on Instagram. Stay in touch there. Or if you want the link directly, just go straight to the show notes and we will take you over there. Remember, we also have a calendar for you with all of this information, with all the gates and everything that we talked about. If you just DM me the word transits, only that word. If you put other words in there, the little bot might not know it's what job it's, it's meant to do. So DM me the word transit. Um, I'm at Nicole Lano official, and we will send you that download so you can keep track of the gates throughout the month of January. Thank you, Christina, for being here. Thank you for making it all the way to the end of this episode with us. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Remember, in order to have an unshakable business, you must first become an unshakable human. So thank you for letting us help you on your journey of becoming unshakable with human design. We will see you next time. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.